Enjoying your day. The Brewers, uh, they're in Tampa Bay. Uh, but the biggest question is, what are they going to do come the trade deadline? We're going to look at some of the targets for the Milwaukee Brewers, potential targets for the Milwaukee Brewers uh, coming up here momentarily. Uh, I'll tell you this, uh, the Midwest, we are not pretentious. We are not snooty, at least those of us who live in Wisconsin, maybe to the south of the border. There's a little bit of that going on, maybe a lot of bit of that going on. But here, no, nah, maybe not. We just enjoy certain things. We enjoy good beverage. We enjoy fires outside. We enjoy good weather. We enjoy boating, the Northwoods. We enjoy motorcycling, all that kind of stuff. And uh, going along with it, at the end of the day, when you want to just kind of sit back, relax, and unwind, whatever it may be, it's Forgotten Fire Winery. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Up in Peshtigo. And I just saw that uh, they've just had a couple of posts on Facebook where they've got music coming up on the weekends, and they got a big 4th of July weekend, obviously, coming up. If you're looking for an event, maybe a wine tasting, a place to take the gang, whether it's bachelor, bachelorette party, whatever it happens to be, uh, up there, Forgotten Fire Winery in Peshtigo, Wisconsin, and all the different wines. Now, they have award-winning wines. It's not like they're they're just a party joint. They have award-winning wines. They just don't necessarily sit back and say, oh, so look at our medals. That's not what they are, man. No, nay, nay. They have all kinds, reds, whites, dessert wines, ciders. They've got it all. And uh, if you don't go to Peshtigo to pick them up and to taste them and to see them for yourself, stop into a local grocery store, liquor store, wine store, ask for it by name. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. Ten potential targets for the Milwaukee Brewers as the trade deadline approaches, according to Kurt Hogg of the Journal Sentinel. And we all know it's still more than a month away, August 2nd. But the divide, as he puts it, between which teams are going to be buyers and which teams are going to be sellers already has started to become very clear. It should be as no surprise the Brewers will be buyers as they enter a week, the the week, atop the National League Central, one game ahead of the Cardinals, where the Brewers choose to add to their roster. However, that we remains a question at this point. So, whether it's a starting rotation, a bat, both, we'll have to wait and see. Trey Mancini, the first baseman slash outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles. Mancini, a great story, beating cancer to come back to baseball last year. No doubt a fan favorite in Baltimore. So even though he's a free agent at the season's end, he's got a $10 million mutual option, by the way. That's going to be declined. Um, would the Orioles trade him? If they do, they would get quite a nice haul. Mancini batting two eighty five. With an on-base percentage of 364, 427 slugging percentage. He's got uh, the uh, 127 more. Um, so would you want to see Mancini in the split time between first base, DH, and uh, both corners in the outfield so far this year? The Brewers are not in any need of an upgrade over at first base with Roddy Telez pretty much playing a decent position on an everyday basis. We had Craig Council on last week. We talked about Rowdy. For the power numbers that he's putting up, the money that he's actually being paid, and the fact that he's been somewhat of a surprise defensively, better than expected, do you have to go in that direction? So, Ben, I'm going to ask you, yay or nay on Trey Mancini? I mean, he's a fine player. He'd help. 
I don't really think that moves the needle. The Brewers do need guys to crush lefties. But I don't know, as you mentioned, I don't know if a platoon at first base is necessary with what Teles has been able to do. So, uh, yeah, he'd help the lineup. He's having a good season. He's a good hitter. But I, it doesn't really, that doesn't make the difference for me. What about Benintendi? Benintendi. Uh, Andrew Benintendi, uh, the outfielder for the Kansas City Royals, uh, free agent at the end of the year. Best offensive season since 2018. He's coming off of a gold glove year. Uh, you can move him around. He's batting 299, 366 on base percentage, 391 slugging percentage so far this year. Uh, the question for the Brewers is, can he play center field? a spot that he has not appeared in, in since 2019. And if not, how would he then fit into Milwaukee's outfield if they would end up picking him up? But he is one hell of a bat, and he's having a huge season for the Royals. But be caution, because this is not the norm for him. It's his best season since 2018, but he is coming off of the Gold Glove campaign last year. Yeah, Grant Bills and I had talked about this last week. I mean, he'd bring a good glove, he has had a good season at the plate, but I feel like there are going to be so many teams going after him that the price is going to be elevated a bit too high. I'm kind of out on him. He he had one really good season in Boston in 2018 when he hit 290, and he bursts on the scene this year. It's 373 in the month of April, and, and then May he carried that over. But, I mean, since then, he's he's been okay. He's been pedestrian. I think the price would be too high. I don't think him, like Mancini, I don't think that really does it. And he also is not great against lefties. The Josh Bell scenario, the first baseman slash DH from the Washington Nationals. He's in the midst of a career year, 303 batting average, 386 on, on base percentage, 487 slugging, 11 homers. He's not a good defender was a poor defender early on in his career, and uh, he's improved during his last uh, couple of years with the Nationals, but still not great. Uh, The equation for the Brewers to consider is this. Bell is likely to be one of the top five best rental bats available. So the price, kind of steep. He would no doubt be an upgrade to the lineup as an everyday player, but how how much so over Andrew McCutcheon or Hunter Renfro and then whose spot would he replace at DH against the right-handed pitching? Is that a trade-off, uh, is that a trade-off Milwaukee is willing to make? It seems unlikely, but the Brewers have gotten creative before in terms of roster construction via trades under the uh, uh, under David Stearns. Now, remember, he can be a DH, and look, nobody in the Brewers is batting three oh three with that, that kind of a line, 303, 386, and 487. Nobody is. So, I, I, feelings be damned. If you bring in a bat like that, you know you're renting them. What's it going to cost you? But if you can bring in a bat that's going to bolster your lineup with those kind of numbers and 11 home runs, you might have to really seriously consider that, right? Yeah, that's a bat that's good enough. Even with the price and with the defensive liability that he would be, that's a bat you consider. I mean, that switch hitter hits for power. Like with Ben Attendee, he only has three homers this year. It wouldn't really be pushing the needle with the power. Bell would bring that. He's a difference maker at the plate. It's one of those bats that late in the season, you would just figure it out on defense and figure it mm-hmm. out where you throw guys. He would be the guy I'd go after. Uh, then there's C.J. Cron, the first baseman slash designated hitter coming out of Colorado. We've talked about him before. Uh, since 2018, he is eighth among all Major League Baseball first basemen in home runs. He's got 104. 
His offensive production has been consistent uh, over his last four seasons in war and OPS and such. He's uh, got the type of power that would instantly upgrade the Brewers' offense. He would fit the Brewers' roster in a manner similar to Bell. He and Rowdy Telez both could play against righties, uh, with Cron playing first and Telez sitting against lefties. Uh, he signed a two-year, $14.5 million deal with Colorado this past offseason, so perhaps the Rockies won't move him. But they would be wise, however. They are sitting in the cellar right now, the NL West. They're not going to, at any time soon, be a contender there. They've got an uphill uh, battle for com- uh, competitiveness again. So would he be a guy that you would consider, C.J. Cron out of Colorado? Yeah, he would. I, where I struggle here is like the big impact you would have to make is in center field. That would be the one glaring hole where you could bring a guy in. The whole thing with him and Telez at first base would be tough, but he does bring a bat that would help enough. Let's do this. We've got some more to get to. Yay or nay on any of these. If you want to chime in, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, as we start to go through this list that may be available for the garnering if indeed the price is right. Would you bring any of these players into the Brewers organization? Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show to get to. We'll be back right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. We continue to look at, at possible candidates to come into the Brewers organization. Going to get back into that momentarily. Hey, a, a great call. If you're looking for a job, apparently the workforce has changed and employers are uh, looking for good help. Uh, but now that uh, prices are going up and people are going, uh, you know what? I don't think I can sit back, relax anymore. I got to go out and uh, find myself a job and or career. Great place to work. They pay extremely well, they have good benefits, and they want to help you along. If you want to further your career and or open your own company someday, they're there to help you, and that is Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, a quality machining and manufacturing company right here in the state of Wisconsin. And if you're a a company looking to do business with somebody like Pindell, I'd highly recommend it uh, because they're just good people over there. They do stuff worldwide. But uh, there's no sense in looking around the world if you're right here in your own backyard. And so get a hold of our friends at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L dot com. That is Pindell dot com. And, uh, and check it out for yourself. Because uh, whether it's a job, a career, or a company you want to work with, uh, good people over there. Good people over there at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L dot com. So we continue to take a look uh, around the rest of Major League Baseball as to who may or may not be available or who may or may not be somebody that could come into the Brewers organization and help this team. Brian Reynolds, the center fielder out of Pittsburgh. Now this, Ben, seems a little more attainable if you trade within your division with the loss of Lorenzo Cain, struggling to the point of being DFA'd. Reynolds right now, the career 125 WRC. Uh, as a hitter, he's batting 254, 328, and 449. He's the, he, really the top center fielder who could potentially be on the market this summer. The Athletic reported that the Brewers made a, quote, big-time offer for Reynolds before the deadline last year, and it did not come to fruition. What the Pirates do with Reynolds at the trade deadline this year remains a question. He remains under team control through 20, 2025. Now, this is a guy 
that you want because of, quote, the team control. And Pittsburgh may view him as a part of their young core and also feature Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz and such. Or it's entirely possible the Pirates acquire a haul for him with his value being so high. And according to sources, Pirates have engaged in discussions about trading Reynolds recently. But at least as for right now, the Brewers aren't heavily involved. Now, the Reynolds has limited say right now in where he ends up landing if Pittsburgh opts to trade him. Uh, but the source indicated Reynolds would have preferred Milwaukee or Tampa Bay if indeed the trade had gone down. Would he be a guy with Brian Reynolds? fill the bill if you're Pittsburgh deciding to trade within the division to the Brewers and uh, would you want Reynolds to come into the organization as your new center fielder so the more I think about this one the more I like it this is a guy kind of with the Benatendi mold of one great season and then we don't know whether to believe it in 2021 he hit above 300 24 homers was an all-star and then this year he comes in he was hitting 200 on May 1st and only 220 on June 1st Horrific start to the year, but Mm -hmm. in the month of June, he's hitting up to 320. He brings you power you wouldn't really expect when you would look at the frame. I mean, yeah, he fits the center field. The thing is, how much do you have to give up and would the Pirates actually trade him in division? But he checks every box of a guy that could help the team. It's one of those like with Crone as well. Can you get a guy that is instantly one of, if not your best hitter? Because otherwise, it's like, what are we really doing? They have a lot of guys that are hitting around the same level right now. I think his bat adding him to the lineup does that. Uh, The other guy that uh, is being talked about is Brandon Drury, uh, the third baseman and second baseman from Cincinnati. Uh, He's he's hit 15 home runs in the division, and he's got an 851 OPS in 61 games. They say he barrels up the ball consistently without swinging and missing uh, all that often. Uh, would the Reds trade him within division? Don't know. Uh, but a free agent uh, after the end of the season, they'd be wise to get something in return for him. And uh, a few teams could uh, probably deploy him a little bit better than Milwaukee could because it is somewhat of a crowded infield. How would he fit in? But he would add a bat if you decided to go in that direction. Would you want to see uh, the Brewers go after Brandon Drury out of Cincinnati? I. Same lines as the other guys. I mean, his OPS would be instantly the best on the team. And that was also after a pretty bad start to the year. If they can get him for a good enough price, I'd be into it. It's just weird with the third base position because, I mean, the Brewers right now have so many guys that can play it. Just none are hitting well enough to go uh, and take that role day to day. I would like it. It wouldn't move the needle as much as, say, Josh Bell or Crone or Reynolds. Uh, there's Candelario, the third baseman out of Detroit. Uh, if there's a buy low candidate on the market among hitters this summer, it's Candelario, the former Cubs prospect, uh, an 814 OPS, uh, was worthy of roughly five war wins above replacement over a 162 campaign, uh, game pace between 2020 and 2021. This season though, he struggled. He's hitting 187, 237 on base, 313 with a walk-off rate from last year cut in half. He strikes out more. He may be playing himself into being a non-tender candidate in his final year of arbitration. Uh, it's always something tantalizing, though, about a player who has shown ability at the big league level. Maybe you put him in a greener pasture. Maybe you put him back in the division. Maybe you put him back into ballparks that are friendly. And maybe those numbers begin to jump. Would you want to see them go after Candelario for a very low price? 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of those you could just throw a dart and hope it works out. Um, I had him on my fantasy team six years ago, and he came out hot and helped me win the league. So, yeah, I like (laughs) him a lot. He did, though. He did lead the league in doubles last season, which is significant. Well, they don't have a lot of doubles on this team. Not a lot of extra bases. It's been more home runs and strikeouts. Uh, it's, It's either all or nothing, more often than not, for the Brewers. Then there's Anthony Bass, the righty, uh, righty out of uh, Miami, trying to figure out which relievers the Brewers would add at the deadline. Uh, it's kind of like throwing a dart at a dartboard at this point. But there's Anthony Bass out of Miami. He's uh, pitched to a 180 ERA in 30 games this year, a workhorse for the Marlins, excellent underlying metrics as well. Uh, he excels at weak contact while also missing bats and getting swings out of the strike zone. He's got a $3 million team option, option for next year. Uh, there's Willie Peralta. The righty from Detroit. Brewers fans, put your pitchforks down. They say, hear this out. It's been more than five years since the former Brewers' top prospect, who made 120 starts with the team, appeared in the Milwaukee uniform after not pitching in 2020. He has resurfaced with the Tigers and has pitched extremely well to the bullpen with a 191 ERA in 28 and a half innings. There's also Chris Flexen, the righty out of Seattle. Um, he, uh, from Justin Verlander to Zach Granke to Max Scherzer, they've seen you know moved over the last five years at the deadline they've moved a lot of guys frankie montoyas or montas i should say luis castillo arguably the top two arms that could be moved though it's unlikely the brewers would be motivated to trade for them but uh, two months ago it would have been lunacy to suggest that they trade for a starter but now with freddie peralta out for an extended period of time aaron ashby saw on the il would that be and adrian hauser struggling would that be something the Brewers should consider? So you've got all these guys that are out there. Any one of those pitchers entice you at all? Every reliever, the answer is yes. I, okay. Like every year, they're going to need to add a bit in the bullpen. But that's really true with every contender. In terms of starters, I've been talking about Frankie Montas for a little bit. The price is going to be high, but especially with where the rotation is health-wise, and depending on what Woodruff looks like and whether the finger stuff is all good, I still would go after a starter. Like this mm-hmm. this rotation, Eric Lauer, after a hot start to the year, has really fallen off. Burns is Burns. But aside from that, I mean, they're going through this season with Jason Alexander and Chi-Chi Gonzalez starting every, what, like three out of every seven games. When it comes to the postseason, unless Freddie Peralta miraculously is back to close to full strength when October comes, I think they need help in the starting rotation. And, I mean, yeah, the offense probably isn't good enough either, but really since this conversation has started, I've been on the I've been on the they need a starter train more than anything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to what they do. So I've given you all the different scenarios that are out there, all the different ones. Brentley said I've been uh, on the uh, – Got to get Brian Reynolds trained for over a week now. Got to give up whatever to get him, in my opinion, Brantley says. So is there somebody there that trips the trigger? Brewers fans, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Any one of those guys. Thoughts? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.